how's everything going on your end? Um, everything is going, you know, great. It's been a crazy year. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot of people from the COVID-19, you know, but um, everything uh, is going like, as far as like creative mm-hmm. and, and in that space, you know, it's like music is therapy, art is therapy, visuals is therapy. So you know how we as very artistic people get in these kind of situations, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, we've been very uh, vocal and very creative. Gotcha. Um, so you have, uh, you just partnered with Bacardi Round for your YouTube show and podcast. How was it being able to get that opportunity, you know, to partner with uh, Bacardi Round for that? Well, I, I, I always said like, I really don't do podcasts. I just have conversations. Mm-hmm. And I had an idea before the COVID went down. There's a show in London called Lives with Jews Holland. So I have a pretty uh, amazing space at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, like a back space that I call like the jam space, you know, mm-hmm. and I love the idea of having musicians and different people. So this show that the show idea I had was to literally like all my friends bring them to the house. You know, we shoot a bunch of stuff. We do a bunch of jam sessions mm-hmm. and then we like create like this crazy, like wild club jump content show, which has been cool. So everybody you see like Santana had ideas. So so this thing happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, that. Um, so uh, thank God with, through technology, we were still able to at least start something, right? And mm-hmm. my thing was to, all of my guests are like friends, right? And it's <clears throat> not friends, just people that really admire me and I admire them. So the whole idea was like, how can I get this thing started? And, 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 make it like completely different because I didn't want it to have like a podcast tone and mm-hmm. I wanted to make it something different and special for the guests. Right. Cause I'd be feeling like when guests come on a lot of times with conversations and interviews, mm-hmm. like the, the person who's interviewing them, they don't give them a gift. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, yo, if you want to take your time, I'm going to make you run that back. Cause I'm going to shock you with something that you haven't mm-hmm. heard. Or, and so, um, that's how it got started for me. And, you know, like within anything, you look for a partner that, you know, matches the the tone of, you know, of uh, of what you want to say, um, the likeness, the energy. Um, so for me, um, Bacardi was just the perfect fit. Gotcha. So who has been one of your favorite guests so far on the show? All right, tricky question. I have to be real careful because their phone was pretty amazing. But Princess Relax, um, that's my daughter's poodle, as you can hear. She's a girl and she's feisty. Um, so I would say, like, a lot of the guests was – what I like about it is, like, uh, you know who Lena Way is, of course, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. So – I would say, like, thus far, I really love the conversation with everyone. Um, Lena Way conversation, it definitely stuck with me in the sense of just, mm-hmm. you know, like, when she was doing, like, the shy, it was like, she was like, I still didn't find my voice yet. You know what I mean? And the shy is a pretty hit show. 
And then she'd go ahead and write Queen and Slim, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that process, that conversation for a lot of the young writers and filmmakers that are out there, the idea of, like, you know, you should never settle for less. Like, you can That's have... You can have a situation where it's popping and you're like, but hold up, this is still not my voice, right? Because if you notice what's going on in the climate, it's like a lot of the things that's going on is um, creatives might think that they have a voice, right? And the Mm -hmm. minute they try to make a step, they shut them down. You know what I mean? So the idea of like doing five or six things in the consistency, um, I found her conversation amazing. And her being obsessed with Whitney Houston, like me, she has a Whitney Houston tattoo. So mm. when I played her, like what Whitney did for me in the studio, her it was priceless. And when I showed her how I would have scored Queen and Slim, um, mm-hmm. that was pretty insane. That was like one of the probably coolest one so far for me, you know. Um and then uh and Steve Harvey. Steve yeah. did not do interviews, you know that. So <laughs> um Steve came on, um I'm a big fan of Steve mm-hmm. and for me Steve has constantly been in the forefront for like not saying it but really an activist, like just really putting himself out there and showing like people how to become entrepreneurs or businesses. Steve Harvey introduced the Fuji's at the Apollo Theater when he's coming out. Uh, I found uh, his conversation very amazing, especially the idea of him going to Africa and Mm -hmm. discovering different things and places like Ghana and, you know, realizing, like, hold up. If somebody would have told me this earlier, I could have actually, you know, made a fortune here in a private sector and employed, like, (laughs) hundreds and thousands of people. So that was pretty interesting. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty sure you had some kind of inspiration behind starting this podcast. What was the big inspiration uh, for starting your own podcast or like just want to do your own YouTube show? Well, the biggest inspiration is that we are in an era where if you do not be vocal about your history and your time within this planet and the accuracy of what's real and what's fake social media is like so loud right so if you don't step up to the forefront to give a new like when you have a young kid who's 24 and his song is called why clef john like young thug right so Mm -hmm. and his baby is named haiti his project is named haiti you know what i mean so it's so important that you convey a message to the the generations to come Mm -hmm. of the real information you see what i'm saying so the only way we can do um and give the uh, the real information is to be vocal and loud in this kind of space so Mm -hmm. i'm always inspired by the pulse of the youth you know what i mean and not just in america africa brazil haiti all over that's a drive it keeps me rocking nice all right so with the current place of um, hip-hop, I want to get into music a little bit with you. Um, with the current place of where hip-hop is right now, um, do you feel like music is elevating or do you feel like music is sort of staying the same uh, with, you know, rappers and the hip-hop generation right now? Okay. I might have some breaking news for you, though, before this thing's over. Um, remind me. I might have some real hip-hop breaking news for you. Okay. Um, so... 
I am like a cultural bunny, right? Mm-hmm. And what that means is you're asking a person this question that my first music video, I was an extra for Eric B and Rakim. Don't sweat mm-hmm. the technique. And mm-hmm. Lauren, her first music video, Lauren Hill, she was an extra for uh, MC Light, Georgie Porgy, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I only take you there to now. Let's go modern day, right? So in the 90s, right, the the way and the accessibility that people was picking up music was before we had, like, the YouTubes and everything, right? So what mm-hmm. that means is people literally would have to access music through looking at a television, listening on the radio, we have no streaming, or going to the, or physically like going to, you see, I'm going blank. I don't even remember the name of the CD stores no more. Tower Records, right? That's what it's called. (laughs) Right? So then, boom, now you enter the stream generation. What does that mean? My daughter could stream billions of songs, like, right? So they say sometimes when you give so much information that people don't really know where to go to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that music is in an incredible space. Mm-hmm. I think that it's so much innovation out there. I think because it's now open to the world. I think the lacking is the patience for an older generation to mm-hmm. take time like, they're like, man, I got three kids, man. I don't have time to be going through this channel, through that, stuff. you know what I mean? So right. they're hearing what's hot through the pulse of their children, right? And when right. they're hearing that, think about, like, when we was coming up and we was playing boom bap and the mm-hmm. older generation was like, man, that's not music, then they would play, like, an earth, wind, and fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You? So yeah. it's sort of like, but my daughter knows who earth, wind, and fire is. She's 15, Right. So in saying that, I feel that the great music will always find its way. So I think that music is an incredible space. The hip-hop lyricism, the pure cleverty of metaphors and all of that is now in a space called battle rap. So with the battle rap leagues, you have like Smack, who's a good friend of mine, who started a league called URL. Mm -hmm. Then you also have Drake who is uh, one of the investors in an app called Caffeine. So this app is like literally where you can go and watch all of the battle raps and all of that. So if you was like, yo, where would you find the next Busta Rhymes? Where would you find the next ODB? You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yo, go to this app. You know what I mean? So I think music is at an amazing space. Keep in mind, right, everything that's amplified loud in a commercial space is always going to be the voice of the generation and that generation to come. Right. But it doesn't mean that music is not all over the place. It, it always is. Gotcha. All right. And I also want to ask you this too, because I, I know you're, you know, you're legendary you're part of the Fuji, a legend. So I want to be asking this question about where do you feel hip hop artists and consciousness about you know what's going on in the social climate do you feel like that's something that um you know artists in today's generation of hip-hop kind of is something that needs to be um, a little better or do you feel like because you come from a different era and i think your era back then it was just embedded in a lot of artists to do that i don't know how the artists these days i don't know how people feel about how they 
talk about certain things and do their music. That's a great, that's a great question. And we had this conversation. I'm not sure if you've seen uh, the conversation with me and Gunner. No, I didn't. All right. So with the podcast with me and Gunner, what we spoke about was interesting, right? Because they love me. They look up to me. They listen to my music and mm-hmm. it don't matter. Like generation after generation. Yeah. But we had that little, it was a con- a part of the conversation that came up where he feels like, yo, as he moves forward, he want to be more vocal about certain things, but mm-hmm. he wants to know more about it, right? So mm-hmm. once again, every generation will do it upon their time in their own space, right? Malcolm X, he's in prison, then he figures out, okay, when I get out, I'm going to meet Elijah Muhammad, and I'm going to reform, and this is what I'm going to do, you know? Tupac. Mm-hmm is at a position where as he, as you watching his career, as he's growing, the language is starting to change. He's starting to be, you know what I mean? So once again, I think that it is there. It's just that within our generation, it was instilled in us right from the gate. You know what I mean? Like the way that you see a LeBron James, LeBron is different than a Jordan. You see what I'm saying? Jordan one of the greatest of all time, but LeBron is the most vocal. You get what I'm saying to you? So throughout your career, you've had the opportunity to all kinds of art. Um, if you could choose to work in the art with an artist that you haven't got a chance to work with, um, who would that artist be? Um, next, I want to work with Lizzo, Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, um, people like that. I think it's incredible. There's a new artist named Price. You should check him out from the West Coast. I'm obsessed with him. I think he's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, I think it's cool. Are there any, um, sorry, one second. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're fine. All right, so are there any artists in the new generation that you um, enjoy listening to? You just mentioned Price. Is there anyone else outside of uh, Price and um, one um, Yeah, I love Price. I think Price is incredible. I listen to a lot of battle rap, like Arsenal. I think he's dope. I think her is oh. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, uh, and then on that, run that back, I put people up on a lot of, I have an episode for something I'm going to put you on. So uh, you should definitely check it out. I like a lot of independent artists. There's a there's also like a website on YouTube. Are you familiar with Color? I'm not. <laughs> cool website. It shows you a lot of independent artists coming from all parts of the world. And my podcast and the idea of like moving towards the future of the show, like mm-hmm. I want to be like one of the front men for independent artists. You know what I mean? Because I think that's important. All right, so what are some things that you've done this year to kind of stay sane during this tough time uh, within our social climate? Um, well, I mean, uh, let's see. I did a, you know, I have a Netflix. Netflix is doing a movie on my life, the first 10 years of my life, called Prince of port prince How mm-hmm. I Escape Poverty Through Imagination. I've been scoring the movie, but in this process, I've been building my scoring and jingle company which mm-hmm. will be the first scoring jingle company of diversity. It's called Sodo. 
I am representing over 40 different composers mm-hmm. um, of ethnic backgrounds because I feel like within the space of the Oscars and different things, I feel that we are as incredible, like they have to respect us like they respect the Gershwin, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or a Bach. And I feel like when uh, when Black people are coming into these situations, as a young kid, they'd be like, oh, we want y'all to be on the billboard. And if you're not on the radio, you're not hot. But no right. one is saying uh, you might want to score a film, you know? Yeah. you got potential. You might want to score a commercial. So um, I have literally have a team of coders, and I'm, I've been very excited about that. Nice. All right, so because I write for Respect Magazine, this is my last question. Um, I want to ask you, when you think of the word or respect, when you see the word respect, what are the first things that come to your mind? When I see what the word what? Respect. Respect. Oh, the the first thing that comes in my mind when the word respects come in, the yes. very first thing is admiration for my mama. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And I guess it's going to end our interview. Um, thank you so much, Y Club, for this interview with me. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.